Good evening, mate. How are we doing? I'm all right, bud. Yeah, good. Yeah, I've had a good day today, actually. Yeah? What's what's, what's well, been happening? It's just, well, sun shining and I've been out with the, really? my beloved and uh, it's been a good day. Yeah, it's good. been a great I'm day. I'm glad you enjoy the cold weather we have in this country. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's kind of cold without what I tend to do for my main job but oh, uh yeah fair yeah enough. so yeah it's been a good day so how's yeah. your day it's well the today's been all right i mean i've just literally literally not literally literally come back from ludlow oh uh, nice and we had a lovely few days there actually but i cool. did eat too much rubbish mm. and drunk uh, too much to drink but apart from that it was fine <laughs> <laughs> cool. That's what you do, isn't it? Well, when you go away. Yeah, and you actually, do. Ludlow's a really nice place. That's Wales, isn't it? No, Shropshire. Is it? Yeah, it's close to Wales. It's just No, it's a great place. Cool. And I was just amazed because obviously we live in East Anglia and you have yeah, to yeah. go a hundred miles before you get anywhere. And I thought, my oh, God, in Ludlow, it's like four hours to Cornwall, two hours to North Wales, two and a half hours, whatever, to cool. South Wales. You could just go anywhere. I don't know. Like, like, to yeah. Liverpool. It's actually really nice. Cool. Fantastic. Uh, got a tour coming up, I see. Yes, we have. Yeah, it's just been announced, I think, yesterday, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I, I know it was done. I put it on our, you know, on our socials. But, yeah, that looks like really exciting. Sweden Rock as well. That looks good. Yeah. Uh, well, great, isn't it? Can't Fantastic. Wait. Anyway. Yeah. Let's get back to the most important thing is our guest tonight. Yes, yes. Um, I will just briefly say, I met this guy at uh, one of the big nights in the local area called The Room. And uh, he was fronting, singing, um, with the house band, the Age Gang. Yeah. And uh, I was I didn't pay much attention until I heard this massive, huge vocal. And I went, what was that? Swung round with my pint of beer and saw this big-lived character with this massive voice on the stage. And I thought... Gee, wow, that yeah. guy has got a set of pipes. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, when did you see him? When well, did you actually, meet him? I, I, I think that's before that, actually, because um, it was in a pub in Alton Broad, Lady of the Lake, or the, what do we call it? We have a different name for it, don't we? Well, who knows? Yeah, the, yeah well, I won't say anyway. But um, anyway, I saw you in there um, with the um, with your your other band, and that, that's got to be, I don't know, Eight years ago, yeah, great. Eight years ago. great. So well, probably before you, actually, right? Yeah, well, yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm always last at the it's party. Fantastic. Obviously, anyway, it's a great night, and yeah, and, and they they went down so well. Yeah, the cool. crowd were like really up for it. It was like, yeah. wow, what is this band? Cool, so, fantastic. So yeah, so tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we've got the great singer Darby. Hello, mate. Hi, buddy. Hey, Don. You? I'm all right. Yeah, good yeah. and. Th- Man, thanks for coming over. Oh, you're yeah. welcome. Thank you for having me. No, Very not fun. at all. No, it's our first singer we've had um, on our podcast. So it's yeah. and so when you said to me earlier, the best singer that you've had on the podcast, it's the only singer. Yeah, that's true. Well, actually, wonderful yeah. compliment. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> more larger than life singer, and what a great voice! And we're yeah. so happy that you're here. Oh, that's thank you. Yeah, no, yeah, great. Oh, so I just yeah. yeah. So we'll get started and. Um, yeah, why? I know you got a great voice, but was it always got to be vocal? You didn't try an instrument that was always singing for you, was it? Uh, when I first started out, it was yeah. So um, my my dad was a musician, so he's a guitarist. So he tried to get me into guitar to start with, and I was yeah. none of that, right? Because you know you don't really want to follow into your 
your dad's footsteps. Right, okay. So. What, what was your dad, by the way? So my dad's Kevin Darby. So he ah, um, played in the Yeah Beats. Yeah Beats. And he was kind of a 60s... Right, good 60s band. Yeah, band yeah, 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 cool. Cool. Um, and then I started on drums. Right. Um, he, he got me lessons with Dan Gay from Dan's Music. No, no, that's okay. no, no, no. He played with uh, sorry, I think sorry, he was sorry. in Grounds for a while. Oh, right. Chicago. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, American yeah. Dan, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, if you see him, he's, he's quite popular. But he's um, so yeah, so I did it with him. He kind of started all the rock school stuff, if you remember. So, oh, yeah. Wow. So, um, uh, so I started out with him and then I just didn't take and then so I started singing and then um, various things throughout school I suppose the mm. first sort of band was uh, towards the end of school um, we did I think we did um, the end of year concert at school yeah yeah um, which was funny um, we played with a, a, an early iteration of Lynchburg 10 if you remember them yeah that, that names yeah. Um, yeah so that was quite fun and then we went to go do some more rehearsals and then dad stopped that because he found a lyric sheet that I was working on that had a swear word begin with C <laughs> oh. and um, he was like yeah you ain't doing this no more so um, so that stopped quite quickly <laughs> oh, right. in our lives yeah, okay. yeah. so um, so then from there I kind of went to, to college yeah um, and I kind of I, I did media, but I was opposite the music block, so I spent most of my time in the music block with probably a lot of musicians that we, we all collectively know. Um, but we started a band with a guy called... So there was uh, Aaron Clark, um, who was later in a band called Mastema. Mm. Um, Luke Clark, which was his brother, who mm. again was in Mastema. Um, a guy called Don Peters, um, who was in a band of mine a little bit later on. And, uh, yeah, we just had some fun. We did some tracks and we did some bits and bobs and we never gigged. Um, it was one of those first band type things where yeah, yeah, yeah. it was just, you know, more of a friend situation. That was a, yeah, you know, yeah. one of those things where you try to come up with a band name and we ended up using Frantic because right. it was a uh, track off St. Anger oh. from Metallica. We, oh, we, right, all, okay. we were all listening to it at the time. Right. You know, absolutely no creative, um, you know, no creativity in the band at all. But it was, it was really great fun. And then um, we didn't do any gigs. And then uh, out of that, I formed a band called Shotgun Divorce, uh, which was what a cool band. name. Yeah, yeah, it was quite cool. Uh, it was a good band. Um, so that was with uh, Don Peters, who I'd met in college, who was an amazing lead guitarist, amazing lead guitarist. Um, moody, very moody. You'd barely right. get words out of him. Yeah. Very to him, very kept himself to himself. Mm. But you put a guitar in his hand and it, come alive. Yeah, just, mm. just incredible. Just incredible guitarist. Um, we had, I was trying to think, the first bass player was um, Duff. Yeah, that, yeah, I know that Duff, name. Yeah. yeah, we had Duff, who had been in like Raucous and Greyhounds and all these sort of Yeah, things. yeah, yeah. So we had Duff, and we had Jesse, Jason Westgate on drums, who was oh. obviously in the H Gang with me now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, a guy called Peter Armfield, um, Pep, his name was, who was in a band called... Uh, ornate Purpose, I think, or something like that. Were mm -hmm. most of these bands in Lowestoft? No, they were Yarmouth. So I was Yarmouth based Yarmouth. at this point. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah. Um, this was sort of around 2004, five. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. We decided to enter Battle of Bands. We'd got together. Uh, right, so I'm skipping forward a bit. So we got a set of uh, covers, which we then played. Our first ever gig was at the Ship mm. in Yarmouth um, upstairs. And we were supporting, um, oh, what were they called? Metal band with Dale Sellers on guitar. 
Um, I can't think what they're called. He's going to oh. kill me for that. He's gonna <laughs> Maybe you'll think of it later. Yeah, Maybe you'll think of it do. later. Yeah, yeah. So we supported them. That was their last gig, and that was our first gig. Yeah. And um, had Kevin Jackson in as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, On bass, yeah. Um, I think he was singing. Really? I think so. Oh. I could be wrong. Okay. I could be wrong. I'm but trying yeah. to think of their name. I can't remember. Um, so that and that was a huge gig for us, and it was people went mental for us, and it was really, really good, and it kind of took off from there. It was there wasn't much of a music scene for metal around that time. Mm. And so we kind of cornered, cornered the market, really. We kind of just, we, anybody who wanted to come see live music would come yes. and see us yeah. for, for slightly heavier stuff. So then we went into Battle of Bands, which was run by Dale Sellers. Um, at the time, that was the lock and load one, which was held down um, at Rosie's. Yeah, yeah. Rosie's, just on the seafront, which is now the strip club. Um, yeah, that's on. <sighs> That's where I first met you. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. we won't mention that. No, um, and um, yeah, uh, we won that, um, and that was awesome. There was a, there was lots of really good bands uh, we were up against, and we did really, really well. And and then we got our first. We we got a, a bit of money from that, and we bought our first ever PA. So rather than having to use Howie. Yeah, yeah. Every gig, we we had our own like, PV Black that's Widow. Why, that's why we always used him because he had a PA. Yeah, that's the only reason he got yeah. the job. Yeah. <laughs> well, our our oh. first PA we bought off a of car boot, and that was a H and H head. Oh yeah, with, what the, uh, one of the ones that used to glow. glow. Yeah, glow. Yeah, yeah, glow yeah, 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 yeah. With leech speakers. Yeah. Wow. And it cost me twenty five quid off a of car boot. Cool. And that was our first PA. <laughs> and, when, and when you move it, the old reverberation <laughs> springs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So um, I can remember them. <laughs> But then we had something nicer. So when we just started doing some gigs and we were playing, you know, normal haunts really. So it was it was Alan's Bar and it was the ship and Rasputin's and uh, the brewery in um Alton Broad. Broad. Alton yeah, Broad, yeah, yeah, yeah. For Stu. And then I started meeting other bands because we used to have support acts. So so we used to have like the Lazy Poker Blues band, which is obviously Danny Porter. Yeah. Um, so Who are you with now? Who I'm with yeah. now. So that's kind of how I started meeting a lot of different musicians. Yeah. Um it kind of went out of course in the end because it's none of us. We were young. None of us had a car, so we relied heavily on parents and things yeah. like that. Yeah, that's also why he's he's got a van. Yes, can <laughs> <laughs> you still don't drive? Which is great. <laughs> he still takes you about, which is yes. lovely. It's good. Yeah, I saw you in Tesco's. Yeah, yeah. Um, so um, so we knocked it on the head, and then out of that, I joined. So there was a band which was run by uh, the Peach Brothers. So that's Justin and John Peach. Um, at the time, it was called Kenley's Padlock. Um, so I joined them as a sound engineer. So um, I used to rock up and do their their sound for them, which I really I really enjoyed. Mm. And then they changed to Voodoo Hand mm-hmm. from Kenley's. And then after a little while, their bass player left, and they were looking for a bass player. And I said, "Well, I'll give it a go." Yeah. And I couldn't play bass. No. But I picked one up. Um, I think my mum got me a bass. She'd swapped a pair of curtains. <laughs> for, uh, and it was a West Tone. Lined. Oh, it? yeah, 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 yeah. West Tone. Yeah. Yeah. Did you um, manage to pull it together? <laughs> very good. Hey, very hey, good. hey, hey. Very nice. Um, so um, I'm desperately thinking of curtain uh, puns now. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah. what I've got in my head. Um, I'm the one for a pun, Darby. <laughs> So um so yeah so I had that and then they they kind of taught me bass um so that was stuff like the Doors and it was you oh, know, your, your lovely Hendrix and stuff like that yeah yeah it was, it was amazing to play and and we practiced every night 
So it was literally, I'd finish work or I'd finish college or whatever. And it was straight round to the boys' house and we'd sit there and we'd practice for yeah, cool. two, two, three hours. Right. And I'd go home and that would be every night. Oh. Um, so I picked that up quite quickly. And then we started doing lots of gigs. Those boys really loved to gig. So we were doing maybe three or four a week, something like that. Um, and then out of uh, Voodoo Hand, we decided to change it to Secondhand Blues. Right. And Secondhand Blues I did for about seven years, I suppose. Um, and was that authentic blues stuff, was it? Well, <sighs> some was. It was It was your rockier side of blues, really. Oh, okay. So it was... It had all sorts mixed in. So you had some, obviously you had your Hendrix in there and you, you had a bit of Stevie Ray Vaughan and you had your Doors, but you also had like Captain Beefheart in there with Puss oh, yeah. Zapper in there. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was, yeah. yeah. It, 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 was, um, it was basically whatever John fancied doing, really. Right. And there'd be some, you know, there'd be some newer blues in there. So we'd do some Papa Chubby, Papa Chubby in there. Mm. There'd be um, all sorts. Um, <clears throat> and that worked really well. And we started doing some originals. I think we released two albums. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, yeah. Where did you record those then? Uh, we did them, well, the first one was around my house. Right. Pretty much. Um, the second one was at Tides Reach Studios. Oh, Tides Jacob, Reach. Lee Jacobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we went to him for the second one, and we had uh, Ron Sayer on guitar. Mm. Yeah, slot, and I think Andy Robinson, I think, also played on there. Um, and well, I uh, think Lee used to play with Ron, didn't he? he? Did yeah, Andy Robinson, yeah, he used to, yeah. So we kind of got them both on for a couple of tracks, and yeah, it was really good. <clears throat> we started doing a lot of um, up and down the country stuff, so and a lot of support stuff. Yeah, yeah. So we're doing like Angie Lister, we played with. Cool. Um, Terry Reed was was a big one for us. Terry Reed obviously was, was um, the guy who um, turned down the job in Zeppelin, wasn't it? And Deep Purple, and Deep Purple, yeah, yeah, crazy, absolute crazy yeah. story. Um, and he was absolutely brilliant, such a lovely guy. Um, and that was kind of how I got in with the Jays because Peter Jay used to play drums. Yes, with Jay Walkers. Oh, did he? Yeah, with Jay Walkers. Jay Walkers. Yeah, yeah he did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he was originally in the Jay Walkers. Yeah. And then they went on tour of the Stones, and then yeah. Terry got offered an original, uh, like a solo contract, which he took, um, and then got offered to do Zeppelin, which he turned down because he yeah. said, "Well, well, it wasn't Zeppelin at the time; it was, I think, the New Yardbirds." Yard they were calling it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he turned that down because his solo career was doing really well. He'd just headlined Glastonbury, um, the first ever Glastonbury. Wow. He was the first. Yeah. Well, no, sorry, didn't headline. He played the. F- he was the first artist on the pyramid stage at Glastonbury. Oh, right. The first ever one. Yeah. yeah. So his career was going great, so he didn't need that. Mm. Um, he, he kicks himself about yeah, that. Maybe nowadays, in hindsight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah hindsight. Well, yeah. well, it's a wonderful thing, isn't it? The, yeah, the absolutely. problem was is he got really screwed out of his contract. Um, they kind of, because he was a UK artist, and um, they basically said, they, the contract basically made him so that he could only release the albums in America, oh. where he wasn't so big. Right. So things didn't go. Strange. Yeah, it was all a bit of a weird thing but he was really he was awesome to play with and we, we backed him a few times as well which was really good um we were his back in band so that was cool and then kind of we started getting onto a bit of a scene with dr feelgood yeah yeah so we started doing a lot of gigs with those guys um which was which was lovely because they are really really lovely guys and they do a great show yeah uh, even though there's not one single member of the original, original Dr. No, Phil that's right, the band. Yeah. Well, um, no, that's right. But um, they do a great show, 
Um, and um, yeah, we had some great gigs with those. I don't think is that is there actually an original member still alive of Doctor sure Feelgood? No, yeah. no, not now. Wilco's dead. I think. No, that's right. Yeah. No, Wilco yeah, passed away, didn't he, last yeah. year? So, so Lee went first, and I think yeah. the bass player went, and then I think yeah. Wilco went. So, um, mm. but yeah, so that's and they're still going. They still play. Yeah, 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 now, yeah. Steve's gone, but um, yeah. So we played with them for for a lot of a lot of gigs. How did, then, you, how did you get these gigs, by the way? Did you have an agent or something? How no, you it was mainly me. Yeah? Because I've got a bit of a mouth on me, and I don't mind calling people or, or, or whatever. Yeah. It would be the boys would sit around and say, well, we kind of fancy this or kind of fancy that. So they'd say, you know, come on, give them a call. So we'd all sit around, and I'd, I'd call them, or we'd do an email or, or whatever, yeah, yeah. and try and get the shows that yeah. way. Um, it was kind of word of mouth yeah. as well. We were quite, yeah. you know, amongst the blue scene, people kind of knew who we were. So yeah. Yeah, it kind of worked quite well. Um, right. But then you know, it's the same thing with anything. They kind of everything has a shelf life, really. Um, yeah, yeah, of course it does. Yeah, and we kind of we kind of finished that after a little while. I think that was seven years we did that. And then um, I wanted to do a new band, which brings us on to Bloodshake, really. Yeah. Um, and so, what's the what is the concept behind? Well, I mean, everybody out there locally wouldn't. Herger, senior, whatever. Um, so, wh- where did the, where did the idea of that concept come about? You know, because you guys you're dressing up and you're, you're showing, because yeah. it is a show, isn't it? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Um, well, so I've always really um, struggled with being recognised, which is ridiculous to say, considering I'm six four and six foot war, you know, wide as well. Um, I'm very recognisable, but I hate it when people come up to me and say, oh, you're that guy from blah, blah, blah. Mm. And it happened quite a lot towards the end of Second Hand Blues because we were getting quite popular. And um, the th- final straw was I was in a gym once, and I use the word once. Um, <laughs> That's once more than he's ever been. Yeah, it was, it was, it was once. Yes. <clears throat> and um, I was in the... He's full of it tonight, isn't he? <laughs> Honestly, isn't he? He's come alive! He has, he has, isn't he? Yeah, <laughs> blimey. That's because of this tour he's doing. Is that ghost, <laughs> it's a ghost ship I just had. Yeah. yeah, yeah, good yeah. Old. My ghost ship, by the way. Yeah, That's why it. it tastes so much nicer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, he's just been away, remember? Oh, yes, he has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, of yeah, course, yeah. yeah. So, um... So, the final straw was in the gym, and I was getting changed after doing whatever I was doing. Probably not much in the gym. And um, there was a guy opposite me, and we were both stark naked. And um, I was, you know, I just had a shower, so I was just drying myself off. And this guy just looked me in the eyes, and he went, you're from Second Hand Blues. You're the bass player. And I had my nads in my hand at the time. <laughs> and I just thought, of all the time the yeah, place yeah. that you could... Yeah. You could bring this up. This is not this is not right. No, that's right. And um so I thought, well, if I'm doing my own band, I want to try and see if I can disguise myself some somewhat. Ah, right. So at the time there was a guitarist called Kev, um, who I'd known from college, who had turned into a bit of a recluse. And over a period of months I tried to kind of coax him out of the house a bit yeah. um to come to second hand blues blue shows, which he was doing. And we'd always said, look, you know, it's mad. We've known each other for so many years. We've never done a band together. We, we should do something. And we had a very late night phone call, as these things often are, uh, until three, four o'clock in the morning or something, when we were talking about if we did do a band, what would it be? And I said, well, look, you know, I'd, I'd, 
I kind of love the idea of doing 60s stuff because that's what I know. Mm. I know it back, back and front. I said, but I wouldn't want to do it as it is on the album because who wants to see, you know, four or five guys playing 60 songs like the record at that age, you know, at the age that we were, no one would be interested. So I so said, I want to mess around with it somewhat. I said, no, I want to disguise ourselves. And I said, I, you know, like Kiss or The Misfits or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Walking Dead was very big at the time. I think it had just come out. Mm. <clears throat> this is 10 years ago, mm. by the way. So, um, and so he was very much into horror, as was I. And um, so we, yeah, we, that was just was the idea. We just decided that we would dress up as zombies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, as you do. Of course. Dress up as zombies yeah. and we would play 60s music in a more theatrical way and we would kind yeah. of redesign the songs. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, cool. And my ethos behind it was always if you was to go and see the, the Beatles and they were to do a song by the Rolling Stones, it wouldn't sound like the Rolling Stones. It would sound like the Beatles doing a cover of a Rolling Stones song. Mm. It would be their version of the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's kind of what I've always, um, you know, cover bands, I think they're great, but sometimes when you see them, unless they're a tribute, they play the cover exactly how it sounds. Mm. And if I want to hear that, I'll go see a tribute band or I'll, or I'll go see the original, original band. If they're still about, of course. Or I'll yeah. listen to it on the CD. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah. I think it's I get that. nice to have a bit of original. I get that. In, make it your own. Oh, I get yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I, I get so. that. Yeah. So, yeah. So when we, we, we slowly put the band together um, and uh, of, of, of low stuff people. So we got um, a guy called Gavin Marion on drums. Mav. Ah, yeah. I think I know his dad. Uh, really old well, possibly we are. Yeah. yeah possibly yeah so Gav uh, Mav, Mav joined us on drums yep and then we had Jamos on bass um, if you know Jamos um, so he's been in a lot of low stuff bands um, name that name rings a bell I yeah. can't put anyway and then uh, me and Kev Kev on guitar yeah and um, we just started to take these songs and just rewrite them really um, so you know, just changing up the sounds or changing the order of the song or changing just silly things like Love Potion number nine. Yeah. So where it's the original is dun, the chords go up, dun, we put them back. So it's dun, just stupid things like that. Well, yeah. But it makes a hell of a difference because yeah, it then yeah. goes from being a kind of a happy song to putting it slightly minor, you know. It's, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. More of a darker yeah, feel yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah, so yeah. just stupid stuff like that, but made a hell of a difference when you when you're doing these songs. So then right. we, yeah, we put the set together and we played our first gig at a Halloween show um, at the Mariners Rest in Lowstoft for their Halloween on Fire Night. <laughs> and uh, In full in regalia. Full garb, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Full garb. Cool. Uh, Dad said it would never work. Mm -hmm. That was his line. He said, I, I, I love what you're doing, but I can't see how it's going to work. Mm. And 10 years, we're still, still doing it. Yeah, yeah. Still well, that's great, it. isn't it? So you take that, Dad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you never listen to your dad, do you? Yeah. Well, yeah. I, to a know. certain point, you do, and then you think, I've got to do my own thing. Well, I just thought yeah. it would always work. Yeah. I just, um, you know, I had always said that with, with Bloodshed, it would never be incredibly popular songs. It wouldn't be your songs that you hear everybody do. Yeah. It would be stuff that you've heard of, but you may have heard on, a, on, a, on an advert. Mm. So stuff like Happy Together by The Turtles. Yeah. You don't hear bands do that, but yeah. you know it because it was on a, you know, Ford Fiesta advert or something. Do you know what I mean? Not yeah, Ford yeah. Fiesta. Yeah. When was the Ford Fiesta come out? But you know, it'd be on on some advert, and so people would know it. So the idea was, is it was songs mm. that would cater to the older audience, 
played in a younger way or in a, you know a more appealing way to younger audiences and the the theatrical element of the makeup and the show would appeal to hopefully everyone yeah so we would kind of cater to all age ranges which i think it does which it does yeah, yeah it does which i think it does i mean you you, you always you always get a good crowd in your gigs yeah don't you? And, we've had to you? work hard at that you yeah know? of course but, we, but i mean as any band does but we we've, we have always been lucky we, i mean in 10 years we've never i think maybe one or two shows they've never been empty they've never been they've always been very busy yeah um, and i think it's just because we do something that not a lot of people offer yeah yeah that's you know, good it is a it is an interesting concept, and it is a show. Yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, you, you've got to do something a, a little bit different to everybody else. Yeah, it's right. Great, you know. Yeah, right. I mean, I really enjoyed it when I came to see you. Yeah, great. and that was one of the early shows. So that, yeah, that yeah. Lady of the Lake one, um, that was our second Halloween. So that okay. would have actually been nine nine years, I think, eight or nine right, years ago. Yeah. So right. we did our first. Like I said, we've been really lucky. So we did our first show. Like I said, it was Halloween on Fire. Our second show was supporting a band called Spot in Norwich at the Waterfront. Um, for their album launch or anniversary or something. Um, and then our like fourth show, I think, was supporting Toya um, yeah. at the Aquarium in Lowestoft. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we just got a lot of hype, you know, because we were playing in front of big audiences, yeah, yeah. just absolutely to begin yeah, with. Yeah, you know? those support slots can yeah, really, really, helpful. really handy. Really helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Really helpful. And then from yeah. then on, we didn't, you know, we, we didn't support any other local bands or anything like that. We just did our own, own headline shows. Yeah, yeah, cool. It's been hard. It's been very hard, as you guys all, all know. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. The lineup changes has just been unbelievable mm. for 10 years. Right. You know, we've, we went through guitarists, you know, like they're going to have fashion, <laughs> bass players as well. Mm. Me and the drummer are the only two originals uh, in 10 years. And I think the, the drummer, Mav, is only with us because he just can't be bothered to leave. <laughs> uh, he's, just, he's just too used to doing it now yeah yeah um, well he must, he, he must enjoy it as well of course he loves it he does love it we all love it and it's it, it is great fun because you yeah. get to be somebody completely somebody you know totally different character who would mm. normally be throughout the daytime and um, yeah it's it's mad you know because we do get really good audiences so it's, it's, it's always a good show yeah great so um, anyway you're doing the blood shape which yeah. uh, we've just discussed and of course when I first saw you um was obviously at h's room night yeah um so how did you get how did you get the gig for the h gang well that was through Bloodshake. so um we took a little time off so we i'm just trying to think of the timeline here we had uh sam high on keyboard yeah yeah sam yeah yeah um well he wonderful uh, boy Sam High on everything. Yeah. <laughs> he's just a Sam really, High on everything. Yeah, he's, yeah. Really, he's just... Apart from vocals. Yeah. Um, bless him. No, no, he's, he's good. Um, Sam is a wonderful boy. I've got some stories about that. I can't tell you on this show. Mm. Um, but, yeah, we've had some really Damn. funny nights. Oh, man. <laughs> well, you know what it's like being in a band with people. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah stories, yeah. man. Oh, yeah, yeah, God. Yeah. Yeah. If he's listening, I'll just say the word Wayborn, and that'll be enough. Yeah. Okay. Um, that was an incredible night. Um, well, that, that's half the point of these podcasts, because the, everyone's got so many stories, Yeah. whatever level you're at. So, well, I'll, so I'll tell it, you. I'll, find, I'll tell you one. I'll tell you. So we we, <laughs> we used to play uh, The Ship in Wayborn, and it's a little pub. Wayborn's t- tiny, isn't mm, it? Yeah, it is. Um, yeah. But every Halloween, they'd do a proper Halloween show there. And they they would go to town. The decorations, and they'd have a massive marquee at the back of the stage, and they'd build all props, 
and they'd, they'd have different themes every year. So they'd have like a pirate ship and the stage would be half like the back of a pirate ship and they'd right. build the actual back of a pirate ship oh with God. the steering cool. wheel yeah, on it. Yeah. Honestly, they, the money they must have spent was incredible. Yeah. And a part of the deal for having us is they'd, they'd put us up. So they'd put us up in a cottage around the corner from the pub. Mm. And obviously, we'd get free food and free drink and stuff. And, and um, perfect. It was amazing. Yeah. yeah. And we'd get, obviously, get good, good money as well. And um, it, was, it was amazing. And we'd, we'd done it for a few years on a trot. And um, this year, Sam was in the band. Mm. And Dan Finch mm-hmm. um, was on guitars for us. And we had Darren Spencer on bass. And obviously, me and Mav. And um, we played the gig. I'm going to skip a lot of stuff that happened, including Dominatrix stuff and all. Yeah, it was wonderful. Wonderful night. Do you hear that, Johnny? Uh, he knows all about oh, it. He, uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's now pricked up about that. Yeah. <laughs> he's, so, suddenly, he's woken up. He's right? suddenly woken up. As soon as you mentioned that word. <laughs> so did I. Um, pricked up being the main word there. Um, Indeed. So um, <laughs> we... We'd been on it, and we'd been obviously drinking for for many hours after the gig had finished, and we decided that we were gonna, um, you know, go back to the <laughs> cottage, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, we Sam had already gone back, and we opened the door, and there were some stairs, and at the top of the stairs was Sam, in his pants, Good wearing Lord. wearing his doctor's jacket that he wore for the gig, All right, yeah, and wet. His hair all wet, long wet hair, and he just stared at us and went, "Hello, boys. Can I interest you in a cigarette?" <laughs> and it was just—it was the most homoerotic type thing. And when you're drunk, yeah, yeah, that's quite a quite a quite, a, funny. A, quite an image, shall yeah, we say? Yeah, um, cool. Sam in his pants with his um with his either virus costume on. Oh, yeah, brilliant! Quite quite interesting. Anyway, um, yeah, yeah. So uh, where that's was good. I even before that? Well, we were... Um, uh, H-Gang. Yeah, the H-Gang, H-gang yes. So Sam, unfortunately, left the band after a little while because he'd, he'd had a little, and so he, he wanted to concentrate on, on her. And uh, Darren had left the band as well. So we'd, we'd got in uh, Toby Bristow, um, who played on keys, who is an incredible, incredible pianist. He's sort of jazz, yeah, jazz classical. I mean, he's just a massive element of our sound now. You know, Sam was fantastic, and he brought a lot of the show, mm. and he brought a lot of the fantastic organ sounds and stuff like that, but Toby brought the classical element to what mm. we are now. And then we replaced Darren with, um, was it Ozzy? It was Ozzy, yeah. So Ozzy came next, I want to say. Yeah, it was Ozzy. Uh, Liam Osborne, Ozzy, um, who had been in like Monkey Spanner and things yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, who I used to gig with because he was in Shock and Divorce. Ah. Years before, mm. so um, we had a really tight, really great relationship, and it was a really great band. And our first gig back was at the Ocean Rooms ah. as a part of H's Rooms Night. Ah, cool! So we did that. The house band at the time was Rog from Buster. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. So he was he was in the band. And obviously, Jimmy was there as well, and then Bob was on bass, and um, I can't remember who they had on drums at the time, mm. um, but. Um, that was incredible, and I was blown away. It was the first rooms that I'd been to. I think it was ourselves. It was, I think, Walkway. Yeah, yeah, Walkway, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know them guys. Yeah, like. yeah. Right. I think um, something like maybe Little Red Kings or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Jason and the boys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. something like that. And um, it was an amazing lineup, and it was an amazing night. And then from there, um, H asked me if I 
wanted to join the um the you know the the the, the main band the, yeah, the yeah. house band um and so i just i jumped at the chance really yeah yeah, yeah of course um, and then from there i've kind of stayed in the band yeah really um Oh, I knew that was coming. Cut oh, off. so sorry. No problem. <laughs> um, we have an editing facility. Edit. <laughs> yes. Edit. And we're back in. Um, and so, yeah, so that so usually with the with the H-Gang, the lineup changes every year. Yeah. So it would be, you'd maybe have Jimmy and Bob stay, mm. but the rest of the gang would probably, um, I think it was, what's his name on drums? Um, is it Paul? Wooden. Yeah, Paul Wooden. Oh, yeah, so Paul Wooden, he's, yeah. He's played with you in bands, hasn't he? Yeah, I played with Paul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so I think he was yeah, the drummer. Yeah, I played with Paul yeah, yeah. on, that, on that, drummer. that one. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and I think it was Jake Jacobs on guitar yeah, as well. Yeah, no, I played with Jake. Yeah, yeah. Um, and anyway, so then, um, yeah, so, and, and, and the lineups, I've been in the lineup since, really, and so that's probably been about four years, I think, I've been doing the yeah, yeah. Game, something yeah. like that. Four, yeah, it's a great years. event, that, the room night. It's fantastic, yeah. He puts a lot of hard work into it. Yeah, he does. He does. I think the nice thing about it is that, I mean, it's cheap, isn't it? I mean, 10 quid a ticket or whatever it is. Yeah. And you get yeah. to see, what, four or five different acts that you'd never normally see. Yeah, that's right. Um, and it really helps those bands because yeah. there's an audience that they wouldn't necessarily play to. And it, it's good because it promotes original music, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, and and, it's, and like I said, it's, it's great because you can go and see and you think, oh, well, Walkway are playing. But actually, then you get suckered in by a different band that you wouldn't necessarily... Need. And I've, I've done it loads of times where I've been there and I thought, I've heard of this band, but I've never seen them live. Mm. Like Vega Band. Yeah, yeah. Never seen them live. Obviously, one of those bands you hear of, they were amazing. They were mm. amazing. And now mm. they're on my Spotify. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah, that's right. I think it's, it is great. Got an it's, album coming out soon, haven't they? They have, yeah, mm. yeah. I think mm. they've just got Noel Dashwood join them as well. Have they? They have, yeah. I don't think he used to be in the band, but I saw a picture today and I saw he's, uh, ah. he's in there. So I don't know if he's a new new guitarist. Yeah, I, that, I don't know. Because oh, have, have got Eve, uh, Eve's song on that album, I believe. Well, isn't he? Uh, I don't believe so. Well, I saw him in Low Stuff the other day. Right. So I don't think so. Wow, where did that voice come from? Mm. Hello? Hello. It, it, it appeared from the ether. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I know Eve done that. Eve Mary, she's uh, oh, she's fantastic, Eve. Well, she's she's in the, state, in the yeah. States now, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, fantastic band. So, Darby, like, we understand you, you did some solo stuff as well. Have you done some solo stuff? With like to talk a little bit about that if you may yeah yeah so um i hadn't planned on doing anything i really hadn't um we so bloodshake had been offered to um so we got a phone call out of the blue one day um asking us if we wanted to appear on britain's got talent oh, it was yeah. the 13th series yeah and they wanted to make it a bit spooky and they said that uh, simon Cowell was a big is a big horror fan they wanted to make it a little bit spooky would we appear on the show? So I said, what, are we talking like a, like a musical guest thing or one of the contestants or do I have to audition? Because I've been really not up for that, you know. Because we had no intention of doing anything like that. We're just not those... No. Just, not, not that sort of band, but we're just not those sort of people. Right, yeah. I mean, we're a bit rough and ready. We're not, We're not. you know. Mm. And um, they said, no, no, you, you can uh, be one of the contestants. We're, we're not going to make you audition. You'll just come along. Um, it's at the London Palladium. Um, we'll have you, you know, bring you all your gear. We'll have your sound check, and we'll do interviews throughout the day. And then we'll have you, you know, play at night, and you'll be one of the contestants. And um, you, you won't get through to the final or to the semi-finals because they're live, 
and we don't have bands play live right and we know that you'd want to play live and not mime so you'll just do this one but there should be great exposure so i told the band and it wasn't a positive conversation <laughs> really um but we thought well why not and from my point of view playing at the london palladium absolutely do you know what i mean i mean the acts and bands that have oh, played fair. there throughout the years amazing amazing like, yeah such a history isn't it yeah i can't, I can't one of our not. previous guests had been done six weeks there yeah. oh my god wow that's incredible so yeah, yeah so I, I did six minutes there and um <laughs> so um we said yeah all right then so it was all really professionally done there was obviously lots of forms to fill in and you know what we we're going to do and we had to kind of record the song that we were going to play which was the shirley bassey song i who have nothing we kind of had to record that and, and strip it down and, and show them what the performance was going to be. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, we turned up and it was all very smooth. They, they got us in. I mean, it was, we opened the van door and it was like a swarm of ants just went in the side of the van and they've gone. And then all the gear was gone. That's nice. It was like, oh my God, this is, I could get used to this. This is lovely. That's good. And we went on stage and it was all set up. The drum kit was set up. Everything was done. It was like, okay, this is, this is lovely. Can I, can I just nick a couple of you worker ants just for <laughs> yeah, normal yeah, yeah. shows? And, um, yes, we got on stage to the sound check. It was absolutely, you know, perfect. It was great. And we Mega. finished afterwards and all the, all the uh, crew had come out from the sides and stuff and they were clapping and it was, you know, it was, it seemed to really, really like it. Mm. So, um, yeah, uh, went really well. And then we had loads of interviews in between, which was horrendous. That was, that was the worst bit because it was just hours of hours of, filming all the mm. you know the what they call like the b b stuff is a b b roll all right stuff. okay so it's all the you know in interviews and walking down carnaby street and you know if you won what would you spend the money on and who are yeah. your influencers and blah, blah 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 and all this sort of stuff and it was awful because i really hate being interviewed oh that's handy <laughs> <laughs> sorry um <laughs> no, I'm, not, I'm not a lover of it to be fair but i think it's nice if it's in a it goes with the territory doesn't yeah it? yeah i think it's yeah. nice in a nice atmosphere but of when course. they yeah. when they ask you questions and you just say oh you know yeah. what do you think of uh, prince william and uh, you know kate getting together I, well, I couldn't i couldn't care i don't care you know what's your what's the weirdest sound in the world oh come on do you know what I mean? Like, they were asking us really stupid questions. Right, okay. They say opening in his wallet. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's the rarest sound. <laughs> yeah. yeah. that's the wet. That's the, wow. You, you never hear it. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's up there that's with great the squawking of the dodo. I'll tell you what, Charlie, you, honestly, that's great coming from these uh, two. <laughs> I mean, that's like Waldorf and Statler, these two, I'll tell you. <laughs> well, in the break there, you didn't put any sugar in his coffee. No, that's true. And you moaned at him about having a biscuit. That's, yeah. So, well, he hadn't paid. Uh, well, they are, so... Well, okay, fair okay, enough. there we go. Yeah. Um, so the interview part was really, really annoying. There was loads of waiting around, and we got to meet a lot of the um, other contestants, and that was very strange as well, because, you know, we don't class ourselves as, like, an overly serious band, but we were there, you know, we were there to do a good job. And Yeah, of course. You want to do the do. best you do, don't and you? I was sitting next to a bloke, and, you know, we're dressed as zombies, and we're like, so what do you do? And he goes, um, oh, well, you know, na name a song. I was like, oh, yeah, brilliant. Uh, I don't know, Rain in Blood by Slayer. Mm -hmm. He went, okay. And um, he farted with his hands. Wow. So he clasped his hands and... On his little fart hands there. Wow. And, um, and I, I just was... You don't need hands, Simon, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it was just one of them surreal moments of... 
why, why am I here? I don't understand <laughs> yeah. what's going on. Gone on here, yeah. I was next to a guy from, I think it was Iran or something like that. He'd come over to the country specially to do the show because he can fart songs with his hands. <laughs> I was just like, what are we doing, wow. man? There's no credibility wow. in this, is there? No. That's a talent, isn't it? <laughs> he was good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was, he was good. I mean, yeah. they were proper farts, weren't they? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, and they were fast. I mean, that's a fast. He did the... Brr, 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 brr. Wow. He did that bit as well. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, he did the triples with his farts, man. Wow. That's, that's incredible. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> what a man. Whoa. What a man. What an evening. What a man. What a one for the grandkids. That's one for the Palladium. Um, and so... Um, <laughs> So it just carried on like that, really. You just meet more and more absurd acts. And um, and then, yeah, it got to about... Bear in mind that we'd been there from, I think, nine, something like that. Mm. It got to about seven. And we'd, I'd had my contact lenses in all day, and my eyes were starting to hurt. And, you know, you can only wear the leather apron for so long. And, you know, I was carrying well, it's cleavers quite heavy, on. Thing, the, 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 yeah, the apron's really heavy. Yeah, yeah. And the cleavers I've got in there are heavy as well, because they're, they're real. <laughs> they're real cleavers. <laughs> I didn't disclose that to uh, <laughs> TV at the time, but they are real, and they're not blunted. Yeah. Um, and it was just a day. It was just yeah, a yeah. day. Yeah. And they went, right, okay, well, we're ready for you. Come on. We're like, well, you're going to have to give us time because we've got to get, our, you know, retouch our makeup up. Mm. And I need a drink because I'm, I'm hoarse as hell because I've just been talking for, yeah. you know, five hours or whatever. We've been constantly, much like this podcast. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, <laughs> and uh, so... We but got, more enjoyable, though. Oh, wow, well, yes, of course. I mean, the, Simon's going to do the smooth heart, fire, fire <laughs> Yeah, hands he's, Can't wait. He doesn't need hands. No, he doesn't. No, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> This is more impressive. Um, Scotiaship for you, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, um, so anyway, so we did we did the performance on stage, and it was uh, well. Just prior to that, just before we went on, we got interviewed by Adam Deck, and um, and uh, a runner come up and said, "Oh, so um, Simon Cowell said that he really likes the idea of the zombies not saying anything. So you go on stage, and they'll ask you what is what your name is, and you just won't answer. You just stare at him." And then you sing the song where this beautiful voice comes out. And right. I thought, well, that's just ruined the five hours of interviews that we've just done. So what was the point? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Just, uh, so we were really annoyed even before we got on stage. Anyway, got on stage, did it, did the song. We got um, two standard ovations and three yeses, uh, four yeses from the judges. Right, um, that's it. So it was really, really yeah. great. Yeah, um, we yeah. got some great comments. Simon Carroll said that he would book us for his wedding if he was to ever get married. Mm. Um, you know, some some really, really lovely comments from all the judges. And we were like, brilliant. This is going to be great publicity for the band. We've had a great day. We're going to get some great shots. And if nothing else, it's great promo material that we can use to get festivals. Of course. Yeah, yeah. All that yeah. sort of stuff. And then uh, we went home. And then we were just told to wait. Um, they would get in contact with us and let us know when the show was going to be aired. Mm-hmm. And so the promotional material started. So we were being shown on, um, on online. They were doing like web clips, like little small interviews. We were put on there. We were put on photos of the, the show upcoming mm. up on the TV. We'd be in the trailers and all this sort of stuff. And we were like, yeah, can't wait. Um, and what actually transpired is on that show. I presume none of no one here watches that show. Uh, no, I it's watch not it from time to time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So on this year, on on the thirteenth series, they had a woman that was like Victoria Wood. So she sung songs on a piano about how hard it would be, or how hard it is to be a mother, right. mm-hmm. and how bad her kids were, and how she's having a drink, and all this sort of stuff. Victoria mm. Wood esque. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, um, 
so once you've done your, your actual audition, the next part is you go back down to London and they do the deliberation round, which is basically where they put people in teams of four, they get you on a stage and they tell you whether you've gone through to the semifinals or you haven't. Mm. Right. We knew that we were not going to get through to the semifinals. We'd already been told that. We were absolutely fine with that. So we went and we were on the same stage as some guy in spandex, uh, us, a woman with dancing dogs who apparently Simon hated, and this Victoria Wood-esque woman who couldn't stop crying through the whole thing. But that's another story. And then um, we went up there. They told us, no, thank you very much. Shook judge's hand and off we went. So it was just a formality. Mm. And then we were taught, we found out that what happened is one of the semi finalists who was a rather um, dangerous act, right? It was their act was so dangerous they couldn't get it past the producers, so it had to be pulled. So they had to find a replacement for the semi finals. And the replacement was the Victoria Wood woman. Okay. So they put her in the semi finals, which meant. Because she was in the semi-finals, which technically meant that she got a yes, they couldn't show the deliberations footage where she got told no, which meant that they couldn't show us being told no. Oh, politics. we were on the same stage. Right. Which meant they couldn't show our audition footage. Because if they'd have shown our audition yeah, footage, people would have yeah. gone, well, what happened to the zombie band? They couldn't show any yeah, of the footage. Yeah, blind. So our footage never got shown. Well, that's no. what happened. Because and you basically went up, down better, obviously. Well, she ended up winning. Yeah. Wow. So she originally was told no. She ended up winning the whole show. Good Lord. So wow. it's, oh, yeah. it was really bad how it all happened. And it was such a shame. We weren't allowed any of the footage because it was all owned by them. We got no sniff of anything. Wow. That's a shame. That it? is yeah. a real shame. It was a yeah. massive shame. Yeah. And it, was, it was, I can understand, logically, I can understand it, why they couldn't show the deliberation round and why they then couldn't yeah, show Yeah, yeah. I, I, I understand yeah. the process. I get that. But there could have been a way around it, surely, you would know. You, would you consider doing it again? No. No? No. TV is, I don't think, for me. Mm. Um, so, obviously, later on, which we're now about to discuss. I'm yeah, sure, of course, the yeah. Walk the line. You know, it's a great experience, but TV is not for me. Mm. Anyone here who's done TV knows that it's a completely different beast of playing. Like yeah, I, I, I yeah. Hand, man. They're yeah. completely different things. Yeah, they are. Uh, 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 yeah, you just have to mind kind of thing, really. Yeah, yeah, I, but yeah all the setup TV and everything, shows, yeah. all the stuff beforehand and, and afterwards, it's, it's, we're just not used. To, it's just not. Mm. It's nothing to do with music. It's nothing to do. With yeah, music. yeah. I, I've done some tribute stuff for the beat, uh, uh, better than the real thing, and yeah. what an absolute not ache. Yeah, I was then going to say something else, but yeah. the nad ache. Yeah, let's say that and. Um, yeah, but it is. Yeah, it is. Because yeah. it's TV at the end of the day, and yeah. it's not. They're yeah. not really interested in music. Yeah, I they're, agree. They're, they're there to make a good program. Yeah, and it's, it's yeah, yeah. You don't think that going on it? No, that's the thing. Well, it can, they... it's a very powerful thing. It can be great. For oh, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Well, absolutely. And, and that's what Walk the Line showed me. You know. Yeah. So well, you did didn't do too bad at because you, you did uh, well. Well, nothing really came of Britain's Got Talent because it never got shown. Mm. So, no, I'm talking about walk the line. Sorry, oh, walk the line. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I mean, I mean, um, that was a different beast, really. Yeah, that was. I mean, yeah. you you went down really well there. So the so I, again, I got a phone call out of the blue. I was I was actually in James Paget car park at oh. the time, 
Um, just going for a lovely check place up to and, be. Yeah, 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 yeah. I go there just for a laugh. Yeah. And um, <laughs> get some more cleavers. <laughs> <laughs> nurse, I've cut my hand off again. Oh, um, nurse. Um, and so uh, they said there's a new show that's been formulated. This is a Simon Cowell production again. Um, and the premise is it's called Walk the Line. You go on, there's five other people on the show or four other people on the show. And if you win, you can either take 10 grand and leave, or you can go on to the next night where it accumulates. And then until the fifth night where you can win half a million. Wow. Cool. So in my head, I'm thinking I need a new boiler. Yeah. Right. Cause my boiler was knackered at the time and yeah. I was cold. Yeah. I live in a quite, my, my house was born, built in the 1820s. Mm. It's an old church. It's when our, actually, that's when our producer was born. Yes, you built it, didn't you? I think, yeah, yeah, yeah you, you did, did, yeah. Um, it's an old house. It's cold, and I needed a new boiler. So I thought, well, I'll go on that. I'll sing I Who Have Nothing. I'll win 10 grand, and I'll go on. Yeah, sorted. Bingo. It's yeah. Brilliant for me. Win a winner, chicken play. dinner. I thought I can probably beat four other people. I don't think I, I can. I think I can probably do that. Yeah. So I said, yeah, all right. So anyway, long audition pro or not audition process because we, we kind of already got in, but long, long, you know, rigmarole, all the stuff, lots of Zoom meetings, all this sort of stuff. Because obviously COVID was still yeah, yeah, prevalent, yeah, well. yeah, yeah. And then uh, so it came to the skip of the head, it came to the 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 the, the taping in a brand new studio that they'd had in London. Um, it was like a COVID studio, so there wasn't a lot of seats for people. It was mainly okay. built for recording. Right. Uh, first time they'd ever done anything there. It was really nice. And um, the judges were Gary Barlow, mm. uh, Dawn French, mm. no idea why, because um, obviously she knows a lot about music, doesn't she? Um, I shouldn't really say that because she really likes my music. And yeah, she does. That's yeah. a horrible thing to say, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, Alicia Dixon and um, Craig David. Um, and so, so I'm desperate not to say any jokes right now. I'm just, uh, <laughs> anyway, so, um, we went down and, um, uh, it was, it was great. I mean, you know, they treated me with, with a lot of respect and it was really nice, but what was, what was really evident was that all the other contestants on my night mm. were professionals. So you had a guy called younger who'd played, uh, who played the drums as well as sung. Did a lot of like um, multi-tracking stuff. Okay, he's fantastic. If you ever go on Facebook or YouTube or TikTok or any of that, you'll find him on there. He's got over a million wow. subscribers and stuff. Wow, he, the guy's big. Right. His dad was King Creole. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Without so, the nuts. So he uh, has already been all around the world, mm. and all you know, he's already quite big. Um, already had a massive following. I was so scared of going up against him because I was just like, I can't compete. This guy is brilliant, you know. Mm. Not a great singer, but as a musician. Package. Yeah, yeah as a package. package. And he's yeah. a good-looking lad as well. Yeah. So well. Stop holding got, hands. Look, got, come on. That's not my hand. <laughs> oh, I see. Um, I've got a niche, and I, I suppose. Um, so there was him, and then there was um, a, um, a girl group who were like uh, four four women who did like uh, operatic type stuff. They were all singing teachers. They had all done like West Endy type stuff, you know. So they had pre lots of previous experience. Mm. You had another girl who had done a lot of stuff on cruise ships and done a lot of um, theatre theater work. Mm. And then you had um, the winner from the previous night who had released several 
original albums. She'd done a tour with Justin Bieber. She'd worked with Simon Cowell previously. And she was the one that whoever won would have to be, basically. So um, we did the show and we did rehearsals and everything. That was all really good. And I'd sung the song and it was okay. And the production was beautiful. And, you know, they put a lot of hard work into it. And then it came out to the actual live recording itself, which was in front of the audience. And I won against like the other the other people, against the operatic singers. And I was in there against her, right. the one from the previous night. And um, she won. She beat me. She decided not to take the money. She decided to walk the line to the, to the next night. Mm-hmm. And she apparently got, <laughs> she apparently got more audience votes than me. Right. right. If you watch the show, you'll find that quite hard to believe. That's not in a that's not in a big headed way. That's in a purely factual. If you watch it, the response mm. that I got, I got the first standard ovation, um, and the crowd and the judges went mental for yeah. it. Next day in the sh- uh, in the papers, once because it was it was live. Ne- next night it was uh, all in the papers. This show is a fix. Darby should have beat Ella, and there's no way that she she beat him. No way. Yeah, I did see stuff like that. Yeah, so it was, it was all over the, the internet and on, on, like I said, radio and TV, and it was on, on papers and stuff. And um, what went from being a, well, that was useless. What was the point of me doing that? It was then actually, I'm getting a lot of really good publicity from this because yeah, yeah. even yeah, though I yeah, win, yeah, my yeah. video was the most viewed uh, video on the show. Yeah, yeah. And it was getting shared and, you know, it was great. So it yeah. did me a lot of favours. Um out of that, I then... So the reason why, I think... I don't know if it was necessarily fixed, but I think I think the thing was, is the show was called Walk the Line. Mm. So the premise was, the person from night to night would walk from night to night mm. and accumulate this money, and it mm. would be this nerve-wracking experience of, has she beat this other guy? Yeah, Will yeah. Will she walk the line and risk it all in order to get this money? Yeah. And I had said yeah. all the way through the audition process that I needed a new boiler yeah. and I was going to walk. Yeah. So that I'd have ruined the, the, the premise of the show. Mm. It weren't called, the show wasn't called, you know, sing a song and go get yourself a new boiler. No. The show was called Walk really? the Line. I think that's a better name. I think that's a better name. Yeah. Better premise of the show. Yeah. Absolutely. Every night you walk away with a new combi boiler. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but um, <laughs> well, you can't afford to run it now. Well, no, I know. <laughs> so you know you need to do another show, yeah. pay my bill. You, yeah, need, exactly. you need to win three shows to get a ground source heat pump thing. Yes, yeah, right, yeah. Yes. The electric. Or... Oh. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so I think that's why they didn't put me through, is because ultimately I would have ruined the premise of the show. Mm. Um, but I think in them not putting me through, they've ruined their own show because it's not being done this year. It's yeah, just, it was only one. It was a one and done. It, yeah, um, because I just I just don't think the premise of the show worked at all. Yeah, but from that I was very lucky. Um, because, yeah, because what are you doing now? Yeah, so from that the um, agents and the management for the Ida girls, which were the the operatic girls, mm-hmm. they got in contact with me and said, "Yeah, oh, I love what you've done on the show. Blah blah blah. blah. You're generating a lot of publicity. Let's try and do some bits together." So from cool. That, uh, we did the single, which was the "I Have Nothing" from the show. That got put on Spotify, which gets very decent amount of hits which is nice cool um from all over the world for some reason i don't know how that's possible how people in indonesia have heard of me but that's the thing happens yeah. weird um find that very bizarre have you got enough for a boiler yet have i've got what sorry enough for a boiler 
Uh, no. <laughs> no. I fixed it myself. <laughs> I probably shouldn't say that because I got told off for fixing it myself. Yeah. Well, it was electrics. It, if it's it was electrics. The, if it's not on the gas side. Like, no, it was okay. electrics. Okay. Yeah, I had to fix all the PCB. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. Um, and he got shocked a few times. Um, and um, <laughs> on next week's show, we talk about uh, <laughs> yes. the Baxi 410 coffee boiler. <laughs> yes. And, uh, <laughs> oh. uh, so um, so from there, yeah, um, I'd been very lucky. So they'd, they'd said, you know, that shall we do some... Um, so he's writing that down next he is. week. Baxi yeah, yeah. combi yeah, 410 yeah, yeah. boiler. Well, don't he? Anything to save money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll have one of them. <laughs> Yeah, Darby knows Ooh. how to fix that. Um, so, um, so from there, we started get. I started getting some gigs, yeah. basically. Um, and they said, "Are you interested in doing some corporate work?" Yeah, and it was stuff that I'd never done before, and I always thought corporate work meant playing pontins or something like that, which I was not really into. No, no, especially solo wise. But it I doesn't. Wasn't <laughs> huh? Corporate work can no. be far from yeah. pontins. No, I didn't. I had no idea. I was completely green in that sense. I had no idea. And so the first gig that they got us was, um, or got me, was uh, Wimbledon, mm-hmm. playing on Centre Court for 100 years of Fantastic, Court, fantastic. Which was really lovely. Was that solo then, with tracks or something? So that, well, the, f- the first one was actually at the Londoner Hotel playing um, an, uh, an award show okay. for, like, Samsung and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And that was to a backing track. Yeah. And I felt so uneasy and mm. not... Right, so I'd never sung to a back and track. No, I didn't okay. like the idea, no. and I, I decided if I was going to do anything again, I would not be doing that again. Um, so when they asked me to do Wimbledon, I said, I want to do it live. I want to bring a guitarist. Yeah. That's where Danny comes in, who ah. obviously I do my acoustic with. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I go out acoustically called Darby and Danny, which is yeah. quite a creative name. I hope you'll agree. Yeah, I think um, took a long while to... Did come, didn't yeah. come you know, easily. We had to sit down for a while and think of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Was that during the boiler repair? It was, yeah. yeah, yeah fair yeah, enough. Yeah, during one of the shocks. Um, <laughs> oh, Darby and Danny. Um, Double D. Double D. Yeah. Simon, Double D. Yeah, there yeah. you go. There you go. D&D. Yeah, yeah. Something slightly different. <laughs> um, and so, um, yeah, so I took Danny with me and we did three songs and I got a month's wages. It was just incredible. Um, Brilliant. I didn't know anything about this sort of life. Mm. Um, and it was, in, I mean, the, the day itself was incredible. The honour to play at Wimbledon. Absolutely. And, court and to meet Fantastic. the people that we met and we yeah. were treated so wonderfully. Did you get to see any games? No. Well, we saw, yeah, because where we were put in the... the um, we all had our own little rooms. We were in a lot of skybox type thing, okay. and that overlooked like the other courts. Mm. So we saw a couple of like people play. But, yeah, I mean, it yeah, yeah, yeah. On Agassi or anything, mm. you know. Not that I know anything about tennis. Well, he wouldn't have said he's probably been retired a little. Yeah, I think so. I yeah. Well, he said he's been was, retired as long as I'll produce. He, he said his name was Andre Agassi. Did he? No. Good. Um, <laughs> and um, and then from that, um, we were asked to do uh, a gig for McLaren. Yeah, cool. Um, which is another area I know nothing about. Cars, got no idea. Um, and so uh, I said, yeah. And I said, where is it? And they said, it's um, for Carmel Car Week in, in California. And I was like, oh, my God, like mm. California. I mean, I've never done a gig outside of, the, you know, outside of England before. Mm. So, um, so yeah, so we got flew and flown over to um, Carmel onto Pebble Beach. Yeah. Uh, onto the golf course and um, played in this little restaurant that opened up especially for it. Um, they, they'd, uh, McLaren had just launched a new supercar, mm. um, which was for like four million pounds. Can only be used on the wow. track. There was like twenty available, wow. all sold already. You know, already. You know, already. Mm. And um, that was a very hard gig. We'd have to do a three-hour set, and they've got um, 
restrictions in Carmel, so you can't have any amplification. So uh, no PA, uh, no guitar amp. Uh, well, Clint Eastwood was the mayor. Wasn't he, he was for a short while. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know why? No. He he. Um, it was because they're very funny in Carmel. It's a really small, like Lilliput Laney type okay. village. All very twee kind of cottages yeah, yeah. and all sort of stuff. It's beautiful. Really mm. lovely. Is, yeah. um, but they wouldn't allow um, outside vendors of ice cream. So ice cream was only allowed to be served within a restaurant, and Clint Eastwood didn't like that, and so he became mayor only to allow the, the bill to go through that they could serve ice cream out on the street. Well, only reason why. And then he got... He, they did it, and then he left. Something we've learned tonight. Well, yeah. D- yeah. boilers, ice yeah. cream... Ice cream. I'm, I'm a font of knowledge, boys, yeah, yeah. and that's why I'm here. That's great. Um, Amazing. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, so it was a really hard show because trying to do three hours just singing... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, a, and a, a an acoustic time, guitar where, you know, they can't potentially hear you because you're playing something quite fiddly or whatever you know it was very difficult yeah. um but we did it and it was a fantastic couple of days we had um i think four days out there and we had time to go to san jose as well and chill down there and have you know a bit of drink and so swim pool and that sort of stuff what a great thing lovely. yeah and again very lovely paid and that was again yeah. well this completely unique to me so yeah, that's yeah. great yeah well, yeah that's that's that is that side of it you know is it, it can well be i want to really hopefully do do more, more of that, of that. yeah yeah, great. Yeah. yeah great. of course that's that is great especially if you get down in mayfair and yeah it's fantastic the hotels and the big corporate dudes we, yeah. we i mean we've had a little experience of that yeah, and that's, yeah. it's fantastic it, yeah. it really is yeah really I, just, good. I just go really shy that's the thing. Whenever I do these sort of things, mm. I try and keep myself to myself and pretend yeah, I'm, yeah. Like one of the, I'm just one of the workers there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They they kind of don't treat you like that. No, they know? don't. It's, it's, no, it's that's nice. right. Yeah, that's really nice. great. So, um, yeah, so basically, Doug, we're going to – we'd like to know um, – or I'd like to know, if, have you got any advice out there for – and you know, young, new, up and coming guys, singers. What, what? How would you? How would you? What would you got any advice for those guys? Any young singers out there who kind of they want to be a big singer? Would you? What would you say to them? Don't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, no. Um, well, it's all changed now with social media. Oh, it? it's so difficult so now. I don't know if I'm be. the best person for advice. Cause I'm still finding it myself. Self, yeah. You know, bands-wise, yeah, I can give you advice until we're blue in the teeth. You know, because we all know from the smallest things like you know yeah. uh, plugs and all these you know the smallest little thing, the best gaffer tape to use and how to call a wire and all all the smallest little things to the bigger things of doing a band. But when it comes to solo stuff. I'm still finding my feet. It's only really been a year mm. that I've really gone and, and explored the solo thing. So I'm I'm still learning. Yeah, yeah. But it, it, social media seems to be this massive, huge, powerful tool. And I think I'm too old to really get a grip on it. Um, TikTok seems to be amazing for artists. Um, so if you're a young person that can sing, get yourself on TikTok. Mm. And just be you. That's the only advice I'd do. When I sing, it's my voice. I don't put any sort of inflection on it. Mm. I don't try to sing like somebody else. No. I don't put any accent on it. And there's so many people now. I think that, that comes across. Yeah. <laughs> when I'm singing Joe Cocker in a Norfolk way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I get by with a little help for my friends. <laughs> um, but, but there's so many people who do put accents on and inflections yeah, on. And do. you think, wow. Yeah, yeah. 
I just don't don't do it because there's so many people who do sing like that. Yeah. Whereas there is only one you. Yeah. Just be true to you yeah. and just just sound like you're going to sound. That's good advice, I think. And and, and yeah. challenge yourself is the other thing I would say as a vocalist. Yeah, That's yeah. all I've ever done. Yeah. I've never looked at males. You know, when I've looked at songs to try and better myself, I've never looked at male stuff. Look at female stuff. Because mm. you, you technically shouldn't be able to sing it. You know, I do Shirley Bassey well because I've looked at it and it's it's it, I've studied the song and I've tried to do it the best that I can. And people are impressed by it because they know that it's not necessarily a song that a male should be singing. Mm. Don't go for the easy, low-hanging fruit. Challenge yourself and, and, and go for something that's actually going to challenge yeah. you and, and improve your, your range. Do you, um, do you uh, have any mic preferences or do, do you just... What? No. no, I I, I have a, <laughs> I use the old Elvis Sure, what is it, 55 oh, SH? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and it's purely for, yeah, it's that. It's it's the, cool. it's the it's the Elvis mic, the podcasty mic, it's, you know, and it yeah. looks cool. And that's why I've always used it for, for stage use. Engineers hate it. E- engineers hate it because mm. it's got a uh, 58 beta, I think, in it. Okay. Um, and it's omnidirectional. Right. Um, so it picks up everything. Right, which is horrendous from an engineer's point of view when you're trying to isolate yeah. different different things. So yeah. often, if I'm doing solo stuff or stuff with the H Gang, for example, yep. I'll use their equipment. Yeah, yeah, because the engineer knows what they're doing. I don't. I don't. Yeah, mind. yeah. The yeah. biggest thing for me is, and actually, that is probably the biggest advice I can give any anyone, any musician: get yourself some in ears. That that was the turning point for me as a musician. Getting in ears. Mm-hmm. Before I had in ears, I was relying on a monitor. Yeah. And I was having to really push my voice because I couldn't hear. Yep. And I'd think, if I sing louder, I'll be able to hear myself better. Yeah. Well, what you're doing is not actually projecting your true voice and you're knackering your voice. Yeah. As soon as I put in ears in, yep. it completely changed the way I sang. Yeah. And I now won't do a, a big live gig without them. Well, I think on that note... Um, yeah. It's been That's an absolute Thank you very pleasure, darling. Really. No, I hope I haven't rambled too much. And no, it's great. Right. Fantastic. You know, and we can talk about washing machines next time. Oh, that'd be nice. Yeah, yeah. 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 Nice. Good. Yeah. 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 I'm I sure pref- you a change of filter. Yeah. I, I, I prefer a top loader. I bet do you, you do. Yeah. Dirty, yeah. Dirty yeah. I know. Yeah. All right. We'll call that one a night. Cheers, pal. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that was really enjoyable. I don't know what you thought. But yeah. I really enjoyed that. No, that was Very great. Very informative. Yep. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, great guy. Yeah. Good fun. Lovely guy. Good, good fun. fun this yeah. week. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. It's good, good, good fun, good laugh. And uh, I, think, I think the guy's going to go places, you know. For I sure. know he's been singing a while, but I, I, I just think uh, overall uh, Derby with his voice and his yeah. personality, I, I think he'll go places. Yeah. Well, I certainly hope he does. Absolutely. Say that. And I think he will. That's yes. really, really good. Yeah, it was a great, great episode. Well, we think we'll uh, we'll call that it for this week, and yeah, and it's a night. Uh, <laughs> a night. Yeah. Uh, thanks to our producer again, Mr. Mark yeah, Dunn. Dunn, yeah, thank you. And uh, thanks for drinking all the coffee and eating all my biscuits again, yeah, and all the beer. The invoice will be coming on. Yes, it will. <laughs> Glad you want to buy a biscuit. And uh, anyway, yes, ladies and gentlemen, well, thanks for listening, and we'll um, we'll see you next time. Fantastic. Fantastic.